I'm Dwayne Brummett, he's Ali Alborigo, and this is the School Owner Talk Podcast. Dwayne Brummett here with Allie Alvarigo, schoolownertalk.com. Allie, great to be with you, sir. And we've got a very special guest with us today. We do, absolutely. And it's great to be here. And uh, I'm excited to be with my good friend. And um, we just got to hang out maybe about two months ago in Florida. And uh, it was one of my deciding factors to actually fly to Florida just to hang out with him. And uh, it didn't disappoint. Like every time we're together, I just have, it's like yesterday, you know, like we were on the set of the cutoff in 97 and then the other film after that. And it feels like we're like, for me, at least, I, I feel like nothing has skipped a beat, total comfortable around you. We still joke about things that, you know, we used to joke about. It's just great being around you and hanging out with you. And I'm glad to have you back on our podcast. Thanks. No, that's likewise. And I said the same thing. It's a, Anytime we're together, it's like it hasn't missed a beat. You would have, yeah. you would have thought we were, you would have thought we just hung out Monday night. Yep, exactly. And, and I wish I was just gonna say real quickly for the listeners, not the viewers, but the listeners, it's uh, John Gaston who we have on today. So yes, I was, yeah, I was just gonna introduce him, but that's right, I forgot that part. So um, it's the same with Dwayne too. Like I wish we lived closer together because I'm sure periodically we get dinner and hang out or whatever. And, but where Dwayne and I are together every week, it almost feels like we do that other, but it's virtual. So, yeah. you know, no high-fiving in, in real time and that kind of stuff, but it's just great to be around like-minded people. Well, we tried that one time we broke the camera. So yeah, there you go. So that's the truth. All right. So listen, so today we're here to kind of celebrate, not kind of, but to celebrate um, another great, thing that John has accomplished, and that's writing a book. Now, Dwayne, you've written many books. I've written a, a few books. Um, it's not an easy task. It's like people think it's easy to write a book, and, and it's not. It's grueling. The process is grueling. Um, making sure that it's set up right it is, you know, uh, you're getting an editor, somebody to look through it all, and then to go to release it, even if you have a publisher or if you don't have a publisher, self-publishing. So um, what a great accomplishment, John. Just rem remember that in your head, though, because you're going to be the guy like me, like Dwayne and I, that move on to the next biggest task. You're probably thinking of book two already and other <laughs> things you could be doing, but just kind of sit yeah. in that achievement space because this is a big deal it really really is and i'm proud of you as a friend but Dwayne and i know it's not an easy thing to do yeah no thank you and i'm glad you said that because uh i'm glad it wasn't just me right you know, you know even even when you get close when you're done and you hand it off and say you know it took me forever to send the manuscript because i'm like yeah, maybe I should go through it one more time tomorrow and see if I can make any changes. Yeah. This is the direction I want to go. Do I yeah. want to change anything in that? Because then you feel it's so permanent once you press the send yeah. button. Because it's there, it's now cemented in time. Yeah. Like yeah. my first book, Beginner Guide to Nimpo, like the my first attempt at writing and self-publishing a book, I it took me like seven years, like you said, with that process where I go back in and reread it and change, almost change the entire dynamics. I don't want to go down that direction anymore. Let me go this way. And I kept rewriting until I finally said, I'm not, I'm never going to have a book out. 
until I just say, this is the way it is. It's done. I could always write a book too, or an, a, an edit, an edited version. But if I keep looking and reading it, I'm going to keep changing it and never have it ready. And that is tough for an author because we're perfectionists well, when it comes to our message. Yeah. 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 The problem is, though, when you when you especially like for seven years, if you can take seven years to write that book, uh, you're a different person seven years. Oh, from my now God. Than you were seven years earlier. So absolutely. Every day we're a different person. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know that it, I agree. It It's difficult. Um, but I, I decided like for myself, I decided good was good enough. <laughs> and so, mm. you know, um, I, my biggest thing for me was spelling because my spelling is atrocious. And I write conversationally, like just as if I was having a conversation. So it yeah. is not, I don't, I do not write well with regards to how you're supposed to write in English. So yeah, those are, those are my two, yeah. uh, you know, two, over, two things that I had to overcome, but for me, good was good enough. But anyways, real quickly, uh, embrace your awesomeness. Uh, I, I'm, I'm curious with that book. Yeah. Uh, very good. Very good. Where can we where can we get copies? I know Ali already has one. It's yeah, on Amazon. Amazon. It just went live actually um, two days ago. Two days ago. Oh, Monday. Today's Monday. Monday. It went live Monday. So okay. okay. Yeah, I was having a little bit of a hard time getting Amazon to pull the book up because it's Me brand too. new. Yeah. So you have to make sure that you type in John Gason as one search or um, you know embrace your awesome and then John's name for it to actually show up and then, then you have it. But, but I, as it progresses, it'll be right there the minute you hit it. Well, and our listeners too, just, we'll make sure that we put it in our, uh, we'll find the link, put it in the post here. I'll, I'll do that. And then, and then on uh, schoolandertalk.com, we'll make sure that we put that on there as well, but embrace your awesomeness. It's a journal to uh, empower kids to uh, build self-confidence. So uh, what, what was the idea behind it? You know, it, it, it's really a, a reflection. Like if I think about me, um, you know, and, and, I, and I wrote a few people, wrote Ali and um, for, for me, I didn't have like a, a, I had a confused life, not a bad life. So father passed away when I was four in a, in a car accident. Oh, and then gosh. it kind of like his entire family, like I was outcasted, not connected to, felt outcasted. I wasn't, but so, you know, that impact, I remember I, I, they, with, they held me back in first grade because I didn't speak that entire year. I was just like, no. And, you know, my mom, she had me at 17, so she never finished high school. She, she became a mom instead of finishing high school. So once he died, we were moving around. So I was in four different grade schools by the time of third grade. So you put all the, the reserved on the guy that's going to go sit in the background and, and just chill and not say much. Um, I never weighed 50 pounds till four months after my 10th birthday. So I was small. Um, so I was always being bullied. And, um, you know, and, and when it gets down to, you know, I'm, that's, that's where the whole martial art journey started at nine. But when you get down to it, it was, I didn't know who I was. I didn't know where I fit in. And, you know, it's just like I talked to a parent this week about, hey, have you ever sat down and talked to your child about self-esteem? Oh, yeah, I tell them that they got to believe in themselves. You know, like defining what is self-esteem, you know, because I think some people think we're born with it. It's not. It, it's something that's developed. Mm. And um, it, who we hang out with, who can can impact it either in a, the right direction or even sink it, right, depending on who we're with. So, you know, my, my whole thing was 
if, if I remove, as we just talked a little bit ago, if I remove the punching and the kicking from, from the martial arts, the reason the martial arts makes an impact is that character development in there. So my goal with the book was how can I impact people beyond my four walls with the same, with the same messages that were, if you were sitting with me in my academy or you came to me and said, I have this problem with my child, what would I say? And uh, that was kind of the direction I went, you know, and it's, uh, I sat on this book, I don't know if you'll remember, I, th I think over 99, 2000 is when I said, I'm going to write a book. And I have a bunch of scattered notes. Mm. And um, I got injured after the pans with my knee and uh, I was out with the with treatment uh, for uh, for 12 weeks. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take the 12 weeks to, to, to organize this and I'm going to write this book. And um, I did it. And every day I wondered what I was doing because it was like, as you as trying to go back and grab notes from 20 years ago, like I wouldn't even say that today. Yeah. And, uh, you know, trying to reorganize it. But that that's when I made the, the, the commitment. But I think for me, it was where was I as a child? And what could have changed if I had somebody um, there for me? And, you know, and where, when did my life change? And the martial arts probably had the biggest impact on my life than anything. Um, so, you know, that, that was the whole motivation of wanting to do it or how can, cause we can only reach so many people as, as all three of us know inside our academy. Right. So I think, I, I think what I liked most, like I, I actually was on my way to the doctor. I walked out and on my steps was the delivery from Amazon. I grabbed it. I had to sit in the doctor's office and just started reading it and then came home and finished the book. You know, it's, it's got so many great tips in it and and then it has a journaling section so immediately you and i spoke later that night and i'm like i see this as something that school owners could buy 20 copies of and give them to their leadership team or an instructor could just take it and use it as a training manual like i wrote a book called the five gateways to happiness that one martial art woman took to uganda and she did it and taught my book in a seminar to women that were physically abused in this country that doesn't have much mental health care support. So yeah. like this is, I see this book as that same kind of thing where I'm going to buy a bunch of copies and give them to my entire leadership team. And then I'm going to do the different chapters as different leadership lessons each week um, because it's that powerful. Well, thank and, you. Yeah. yeah I love it. A lot because I know you've written and, I know you read a lot, and, uh, so that means a lot to me. And it's, you know, as I said, that uh, it's a struggle to let go. Right. To release that book because you're like, oh, maybe I could do something different with I don't know if that chapter is 100% where I want right, it to right. be. Uh, and then it's like you feel like, man, if I hit this send button to my editor, yeah, it's like, go. Right. It, right. Took me, it took me three days. Like, ah, I'll look at it again tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Dwayne, you, you said before you, you know, you just wrote your books and deployed them and got them out. Did you self-publish all your books? I did self-publish all my books. Yeah. Now, but, did you, did you have an, an, a literary guy or person to read through them? And cause I know I did, and I, I hired yeah. some random literary agent and uh, the critiques that I got were so off the wall. Like, what does that have to do with being a ninja? You know, like, and I'm telling the story, a, a, a story of philosophy. I mean, it has everything to do with ninjutsu, but they thought it all had to do with running around with swords and masks. And I, I had to go through a few different people that, that just until someone finally 
understood what I was trying to accomplish in my books. Did you guys have struggles in that regard? Like with the, you know, the people who are proofreading or content wise, or you just, you were your own people. I, I used, um, I had somebody that guided me the, the entire time, an editor and, um, I shouldn't say an editor, probably my lead person. And then they connected me to an editor. They connected me to the, the book design. Mm. Um, and no, the, the editor I would get the, the, was a great feedback. I never had any like, um, there would be comments like, I don't know if an eight-year-old uses the word perseverance. Mm. You know, maybe we I, need to change that, you know, and um, which was great. Those were positive things. And I'm like, well, I don't know how, how do you say perseverance into an eight-year-old? Because, you know, yeah. you got you got any, that's your job, isn't it? Tell me what right. word. Uh, so grit, grit. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's, it's, uh, yeah. You know, I always joke with my own students, you know, I make up words. I'll say it's stick to it for this. Yeah. We all say, I love that. <laughs> so, yeah. um, but I knew that wasn't going to fly in the book with the editor. So I'm like, okay, what is that? So no, but it's, um, I definitely relied on other people. I think that's the one thing that the martial art traits taught us, right? Is yeah. uh, look toward, look towards the mentors, look to the ones who are before us. And who have done this, who have the experience and follow what they say and cut that learning curve. So I relied 100% on anything that they said. Yeah. I love like in the first opening, I mean, of course, you have your, you know, your author's notes and all that other stuff. But the first chapter, which I don't know if you did this intentionally, but I think probably if you didn't, you subconsciously did it. But like benefits of self-esteem and confidence, right? That's literally the foundation of everybody's skill set in, in the world. Because if they have no self-esteem and confidence, they they won't be able to do anything, right? Yeah. So what's your thought? Because I have to honestly say, like I talk to parents and I don't mean this in a negative way, but the modern day parent is clueless. They want like on my form intake form, they'll say self-discipline, self-defense, self-esteem, focus, control. They just check every single box and I'll say to them, you know, what is self-discipline? And they go, I want them to do what they're told to do. Like they don't really even know how to achieve it at home. So we're teaching this stuff at school, at our dojos, our schools, but the parents don't know how to do it at home. So we have no reinforcement. So what do you think, Dwayne? You're gonna, I saw that finger come up there. No, no, I, 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 a little I, bit. I, was that your finger or my finger? I was giving you the, no, just kidding. <laughs> no, no, I, uh, I think it goes back to, and I've talked about this before is uh, clear is kind. And so if, you know, if we're not able to, for us, if we're not able to disseminate what the definition is and how we're going to accomplish it, how, how can we even expect the parents to do that? And for mm -hmm. us as already have had children that are now, I mean, John, how, how old is your youngest? My youngest will be 14. Um, 14, so pretty close. I mean, not an adult yet, but I mean, you've been through it. Yeah. So, you know, for us on the other side of that, helping them with that those definitions and helping them to define those things and giving them those skills uh, or at least some tools to utilize at home. Uh, it, it, but the problem I find, I don't know about you guys, is the parents are in their phones doing this thing while the kids out on the floor, they're not listening to a mat chat. They're not listening to any phrases that are, that are being said. Now that, be, that being said, the ones that are really good parents right. are, they're the ones that go to the parent teacher conferences when they don't need to show up to the parent teacher conferences. Right. 
you know, right. at the at the traditional schools. It's the ones that, you know, they didn't have the either the modeling when they were younger and or they don't have the wherewithal to even decide that they want to learn how to be a better parent. Yeah, I think that in, in we carry forward, right? So if somebody didn't share that with me and no one to share that with my mother and my father, how am I expected to carry it forward? And unless we're in an environment that's, you know, doing that. And it's just the, the same thing I was saying before about self-esteem. It's not, uh, self-esteem is not something that just naturally happens. First, we got to understand it. Like, what does that mean? Hey, that moment, you know, that's what I was telling the, the parent. Talk to your child and ask them what, if they understand what self-esteem is. Not talk to them about self-esteem. Ask them if they understand what self-esteem is. That's that moment, you know, and ask them to reflect. And that's where we put the journaling in the book was I, I really wanted them to reflect, too, on what we just talked about. But when's a moment that you felt really good about who you are? And, that, you know, asking the child. And then when's a, when's a time that you felt really bad about you, who you are? what triggered those two things and yeah. uh, talking about those and then them understanding that there's, there's things, um, you know, uh, not to get too, but energy, um, what I'm eating, what I'm exercising, the group that I'm with, those are all going to have an impact on how I feel. Um, you know, my muscles hurt when I don't do enough water. Right. Um, you know, so physically, but m m the self-esteem is the same way. And someone can either contribute to your self-esteem, going the direction we want it to or can contribute to it going the opposite direction and they need to understand i think those high and lows are going to happen and that that's normal self-esteem is developed and growing through our experiences and the people around us so I, I agree i think there's so many people say i want my child to believe in themselves well what are we doing to get them there right, right. well and then the the okay this might be the easiest way i think to um prove this point. How many times have you guys ever had a parent, you had to have a parent conference with the child because they got into a fight. Your own student got into a fight and they either like, sometimes they didn't win the fight. And the reason was, is they didn't fight back. And so the parent is like, I told them that, you know, they, you know, why well, I don't understand. I'm sending them here. They, they didn't fight back. And then after we have our discussions, we find out that mom and dad said, you can only do karate in the karate studio. Right. You can't. What they meant was no horsing around outside of the karate studio. What the right. kid heard was, I can only do these things in these four walls. So when I get at school, when I go to school and if somebody attacks me, I'm going to get in trouble by my parent. Yes. Right. And, and so, so it's the, yeah. the mixed message, the mixed message for sure. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so I can't tell you how many times I've had that conversation. And, and then the parent is like, well, that's not what I meant. I understand. But that's what you said. It was inferred that way. And so yeah. I go back to that statement, clear is kind. And so you really have to be clear on the definitions when you are saying things. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, 100%. 100%. It's, um, you know, and then you put the dynamics of they're scared. Yes. They're right. being humiliated, you know, in front of people and all this. And now we're trying to like, well, is my parents going to be mad? Did I, did I break the rule of doing karate outside of karate? What's the teacher going to, is the teacher going to be upset with me and hate me and never, never like me in class again? There's so many things those, those kids 
uh, have to deal with. And I mean, bowling was a part of my life, but man, today it's 24 seven. You can't get away from it. Now it's brutal. Now the social media is going to follow. Yeah. So now not only are you dealing with that, like I'm dealing with that, let's say, you know, Dave and Danny's picking on me on the playground, pushing me around and stuff. Well, I go home, I'm away from it. Nowadays it's not. not. But also, you know, maybe four people saw it, but now it's everybody sees it because they put it on, they put it on social media. So, Wow. And I mean, what a time for uh, self-esteem to be more important than ever before. I, I well, wrote I, a, I told Allie that I think as martial arts school owners, we are the last line of defense. Absolutely. I mean, the, the parents don't know. Uh, I shouldn't say a lot of parents don't know what they're doing and they're not equipped for statements that we've talked about before. Uh, the school system is overrun. They're overworked. They don't even have backup from their higher ups. So even if the teacher wants to, um, enforce the law they can't because their administrators aren't doing it you know what i'm saying so like my wife works at a school district and and i mean and then i you guys all work with a lot of teachers i'm sure you know you go into the schools and those so you hear these stories so i really believe that now more than ever as a martial arts school owner we we have a duty an obligation to uh somehow not only save these kids and be the last line of defense but man, if we can get the parents and to understand and then disseminate that information to them so they can back us up and really in the grand scheme of things, help their child in the future, we're in the best business. We really are. I I wrote a a leadership lesson called rules of engagement. And it came back from when I was a kid because my mom had a clear defined rule that if I got hit, picked on or pushed around that I could fight back. And even if I got suspended, she would take me out for ice cream as long as I was in the right, right? Nowadays, it's such a mixed message. So I have parents writing a clear line of rules of engagement. If a kid does this, what can you do? Because like you said, there's too much room for interpretation. And then the school system is uh, zero tolerance for violence, no matter whether it was your fault or not. They could have put your head in the toilet and you fought back. Now you're suspended. So we have to be careful with that. But I do like, like at the end of your chapters, you you have your journaling, right? But, but at the end of the chapter, you kind of sum it up and you give the reader two choices to, to think about. Like right here on the self-esteem thing, you have factors that affect your self-esteem, which I thought was excellent because it, to me, it's got to be clear. Like Dwayne said, clear as kind. Like, so what, what can affect your self-esteem? And then you have them journal about, things that they've been through so that they could get it out on paper. Like, yeah, maybe they don't even realize this is happening. Right. Yeah. Well, I, th- I think that's, yes, yes. A hundred percent. And I mean, I never, you know, I'm the, I'm the oldest one out of the group here. So, you know, I came up in an era of, of uh, you know, tough guys, John right. Wayne and blah, blah, blah. And you don't, you don't cry. You don't show your feelings, you know, blah, 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 blah. Well, we need to, I mean, it's how, how do we, so the journey was, was really to think what, what can we, we want to promote self-awareness and being mindful of it and exploring how we actually felt. And in the book too, I say, just write, don't, don't worry if it's misspelled. Don't worry about, you know, just how you're feeling, put it out there. Yeah, don't, don't worry, worry if it's don't correct. Don't worry if other people are going to see it. You wrote yes. that in there too. I thought that was important. So people could yeah. write what they feel. Throw, throwing it out there. And I, and I think that is so, you know, as an adult, that's a the journaling part in just 
reflecting who who we are, coming into touch with who we are. And, you know, at the end of the day, and I, I, the martial arts, I always tell my students all the time in every class. And, and you know, specifically now that, you know, it's more jujitsu for me in Tampa, it's still 50-50 Kempo and jujitsu in Illinois school. But, um, you know, jujitsu is not a, you don't feel good about yourself your first year. I mean, you go to you go to jujitsu and you just get destroyed. You don't know how to move right. You got someone just laid you and pinned you, stapled you to the ground. You look like a dead carcass on the road of an animal yeah. that didn't make it across. <laughs> and how do you walk out of there feeling good about yourself? But um, you gotta you gotta find them small victories. Like, hey, you only tapped me out seven times. Let you right. get me ten. Yeah. So I'm getting better, right? So you know, I, yeah. I always joke so. It's looking for that, those small victories. And, but also is embracing the weakness. Right. We all hide from, we've been taught to hide our weakness, rationalize our weakness. And, you know, by, by accepting it and saying, Hey, this is my weakness. Well, if I don't identify my weakness, how can I ever start to develop it to not be as weak? Maybe it never becomes a strength, but maybe it's not a weakness. Maybe it's just a little bit stronger. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I think that's where the parallels with martial arts. It's um, it's 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 what can I do to identify my weakness and, and to to develop that? You know, and I, I tell my kids, imagine if I have five weaknesses and all I do for the next year is focus on making my five weaknesses better. What if I never had a weakness? Right. Right. So, you know, if we if we can develop them into strength. Now, that is a that is a zero reality. We would have to stop life, not ever do anything again. Mm -hmm. um, but but the the idea is to embrace weakness. And I think we've all been uh, to hide. We've, we've been taught to hide. At least I was in, in my generation of coming up. We don't talk about our weakness. We don't. Oh, you're doing OK. You, you know, you're better than you think you are. No, no, really, I'm not. No, right. Really, I'm not. I got armbar five times. My armbar defense is not good. Yeah. <laughs> so there's another great book that I'm actually listening to. There's two jujitsu books. One was called On Jujitsu. I listened to the audio, phenomenal short book, about an hour and a half on audio. Then the next one I'm reading is by Henner Gracie called The 32 Principles of Jujitsu. Yes. And it's not necessarily about jujitsu, although it is, but it's about what you just said how to work on what you need to work on and how all these trials and tribulations are what makes you a better person, not yes. necessarily jujitsu in, but that of course is the end result. But I love that. And I found that in your book as well, where like your chapters, the way they're set up, they're like literally set up in a way where each lesson and the journaling, like if, if I, I immediately, I'm sorry, I did this right away. I immediately started to think, how can I take his book and use it in my school and you know make my school better through his book? And then I'm like, wow, I'm going to, I'm going to buy these copies. So I, I want to work with my, and I have a lot of leadership team members that need exactly these lessons. Um, they're phenomenal. So like, you know, when you go through them, did you think to yourself, like, what are the steps? How should I coordinate the order of the chapters just so that they're journaling from beginning to end or did it just so happen to be so succinctly organized that was the hard part for me because i'm like what comes first right you know where, where do we start it is yeah. do i start with self-esteem do i move into where's gratitude where is friendships right where is letting go of, of negativity of mm. friendships and that was a big, there's like a lot where, of stuff 
what order should it be in? And that I got to say, that was the biggest challenge. And so I would love to say, you know, psychologically, I have this planned out. Yeah. I think it was really like, you know what? These, I think if we don't talk about self-esteem early, then it, it's a thing that is going to guide the rest of it. So right. I didn't really have a, a method. No, I, I just. It certainly, you know, it certainly feels like you did because like the second chapter, the importance of positive self-talk. Yes. Like, you know, I think that, look, even I fall, you know, I, I want sometimes compliments from my wife and daughter. So I'll be like, oh man, I'm looking so old. I'm, I'm fat. I'm out of shape. My wife's like, no, you're not. I'm like, you're just saying that, you know, <laughs> I don't know what I want from her, but I want, you know, I just want those compliments. Right. So we all have negative self-talk. Like it's almost impossible not to. And no matter how confident we are, how good we are, whatever we do, we're always questioning. It's just a part of the human uh, function of the brain. Um, so I love that chapter, you know, about explaining what that is and how, can you just give us a little insight on that? And Dwayne, yeah, I, I felt that was, um, I felt that was a good place to, if I'm going to talk about self-esteem, we obviously know that other people impact that. Right. But how can I impact it myself? Because the, yeah. the, the greatest conversation that I'm going to have every day is with myself and we mm. talk to myself more than we talk to anybody else. But what are what are we saying? Yeah. Um, you know, so it's uh, you know, I, I felt that like how we can how we speak to ourselves. You know, I catch myself now, um, you know, at 61 and last year, you know, as you know, I went out and, and I never competed in jujitsu. I walked away from competing in karate, which I competed for for 14, 15 years. Uh, 30 at 35, 36. I kind of like just shifted uh, about the time that we met. Um, I shifted away from, from competing. And so I hadn't competed. So I got back out there and did it. Well, I've, you know, I've been bone to bone on my left knee from kickboxing, not from jujitsu, from the kickboxing days back in 30, between 35 and 40. Um, and 40 was the big injury where I, where I tore uh, several things in the, in the left knee. Um, and I'm out there and, and, and my point of that is I'm out there pushing this, my body and I'm like, man, um, you know, okay. I'll, I'll do okay for a 60 year old. And I'm thinking that that's not positive. I got, I got to do okay for me. I got to do, you know, I, I catch myself having self-talk where I'm accepting my knee hurts. Right. My back hurts. Well, you know, I'm 60 and some guy, one of my students the other day said, how are you so fast at your age? I said, what does that mean? Hmm. My age. And he said, well, every time I pass you, I turn around and you're like a time traveler. You're right there. I said, okay, perfect. Thank you. Hmm. At first, I thought you just thought I was doing pretty good for a 60-year-old. Like I didn't right. mean to, you know, like I exceeded maybe your standard of what an old guy should do. Yeah. You know, but what, what you're telling me is that I'm quicker than you are at 30. And he right. says, I said, all right, perfect, man. Thank you. And that was my feedback. Like, what? what yeah. find that? I'm not going to choke you any harder just because you said I was old. Yeah. Um, so I, I think, you know, sometimes even uh, in, in an unintentional way uh, or uh, subconsciously, we may rationalize in those little things like that. If I start saying, well, you know, I, you know, this is a good weight at my age. Metabolism slows down as we get older. No, you push it to be better. This is a good range of motion. This is a good, you know, oh, I, you know, I don't have to you know, do this. I'm older, you know, I don't have to do as much physical work now, blah, blah, blah. No, it's, it's like, what are we saying to ourselves over and over with kids are so much like, 
you know, it, it, that self-talk, I think, is very important. And, and no one taught me that. Uh, I learned that later in life in, in Tony Robbins, I think, was the first yeah. person to pick that up, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and I mean, I'm in my 30s by that time. So, um, you know, and I think it, I think it's very important that they even understand that we have to we have to have positive conversations. We have to be very careful of every word that comes out of our mouth about ourselves. Yeah. Or maybe it doesn't speak. You know, we speak, you know, because then they, they start thinking you're you're weird and talking to people. Right. Um, you know, but we are having that conversation. Even though it's not coming out of our mouth. We're, we're speaking it to ourselves. And right. What, what seed am I planting in here about who I am and what I'm capable of? Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it goes back to, you know, what what wolf am I feeding? Yes. I love that. 100%. saying. Yeah. You know, I, I heard somebody the other day talk about un, uh, the word unbelievable. Uh, I think it was Matthew McConaughey, actually, in the interview. And he was talking about the word unbelievable. And he goes, it's such a silly word. Like, oh, I can't. That guy's performance was unbelievable. Obviously not, because he just performed it. Right. Yes. It's very believable. You know? Yeah. But we just we just throw that. Oh, this person's attitude was unbelievable. Well, no. Right. You, you actually experienced it. So, you know, and there's things to experience and, and we, we, we write things off. Even, even the things that are right in front of us, we say, ah, oh, you know, I would never be that good. Okay. Well, that, that person probably thought the same thing. Like, you know, we all have this. All of our students think that we're, we're gods with a small G when we yeah. do things, right? When I always say, ah, oh, you know, after 46 years, I've almost gotten this down. Yeah. You know, that's what they got to remember. So, and, um, and- and also, too, like I, I'm sure you all have heard this before, too, where you're in front of the kid and the parents are talking like they weren't there going. He's not the most talented. He's not the most coordinated. He's not the smartest. Like I know even Sebastian Maniscalco, the comedian, he, he has a little thing going where he goes, I would go to my grandfather's house and my grandfather would say, put him in the basement with the couch. He's not going to be able to do anything else. He's an idiot. Like right in front of the kid. Well, I haven't had it to that extreme, but I have had parents right. say things that I'm going, it's immediately damaging to their self-esteem and, yes. and their confidence. Where, like, where did they, I guess they learned that from their parents and they've never been taught. Um, so it's pretty scary. I know I was thinking, Dwayne, when, when John was saying about attitude and, and health, you do this on a day-to-day basis with your health coaching, right? Where your people are, they're, they're kind of given up, right? And you have to re- you have to encourage them to... And then they lose 40, 50, 60. That you could see the difference in their facial expressions, you know, and how they look just by those those wins. Like what do you, what do you think about that? Well, to kind of piggy piggyback on what John had said, the language is so important because we'll we'll talk even in our check-in calls <clears throat> and I'll say, all right, you know, like what what uh, what are our scale and non-scale victories this week? And uh, well, I only lost a pound or 1.2 pounds, let's say. Well, first of all, let's talk about the word only. Yeah. You yeah. know, second of all, let's take a look at the average for a, a woman for you is about one to two pounds this week. So you're right in the average of where you should be. Losing too fast is not good, you know, for your internal organs anyways. So that's a great healthy weight loss. And let's put it in perspective. One pound is four sticks of butter. So you lost four, almost four, almost four, almost five sticks of butter. If it was 1.2 pounds, it's almost five sticks of butter that you took off of your body. Oh, 
I didn't realize that. So it's like, yeah. first, you know, again, language is important. First of all, let's look at the word only. <laughs> you yeah. Know, so. yeah. Well, yeah, it's those little things, right, that make a difference. But, you know, to what John said, we we have to analyze that for ourselves because we do it to ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I and I say this, I, I definitely I could be better. I've chosen not to maybe partly because it's still a, a thing that I believe in of my of myself. But when I was younger, I had a real difficult time learning spelling words. And mm -hmm. I can remember my dad saying, you know, he calling me stupid mm -hmm. and I can remember that. And so that's still a difficulty for me today. Now, one thing that I decided is when I when I decided that I was going to have kids, that was a word that I was never, ever going to use with my oh, kids. Man. Yeah, ever. I have a, a guy. He's now a retired cop started with me in 1992. And as he was doing class, I said to him, don't be stupid and do this, right? And I remember that he looked at me and said, I'm stupid. Like, and and it was like devastating to him. Like it, it really took me months and months to apologize and get over that one, like, don't be stupid. Like, you know, we used to say things like that in normal conversation, but for him, it was devastating. And I asked him 30 years later, if he remembered that and he said, absolutely. So like, that was so damaging. So he was an adult then or a child then? And he was a child back in when I said it. Okay. And then grew up and joined oh. the police. And still, 30 years later, I asked him if he remembered that. Yeah. And he said yes. That's how powerful it is. Wow. Yeah. It's crazy. Right? Certain, certain, certain words stick. Like, I don't yeah. know if you guys, like, the word that I cannot stand to be in reference is uh, lazy. My mom used to say, you're being lazy. You're being lazy. And that would, uh, like, I'd be lazy. Yeah. And um, man, that, that's a word that sticks with me because it, obviously it has some type of negative impact to my past. Right. I right. don't know exactly where it's at. Yeah. That, man, that's a word like if you know, if Amy knows, never tell me on Sunday that I'm having a lazy Sunday, even if you mean it in a positive way. Because yeah, that yeah. word lazy makes me want to fight. It makes you want to get up and do some cut the lawn, even though you cut it the day yeah. before. Like, know, I'll, I'll do something far from lazy, right? But yeah, I, I think there's words that um, trigger something in us that, and, and most likely is is the word with with what you used. It was an innocent, yeah. Know, well, it, in it an innocent way, bad. yeah, but so bad. No, one hundred percent. I grew up, you know, where we would all, I don't even want to use the word we call the R word to, between friends, you know, don't be a retard. Right? I'll say it. Right, but like, right, right, that right. was like common Long Island talk with your best friend. You know, now if I even say that word, which I just did, my daughter's probably in the office going like, don't say that word. Like yeah. she gets angry with me, you know, and um, I, you know, we would say it for fun. So like things have changed, but then again, like another thing in your book that, that I love and, and, I feel like Dwayne, when remember when you did an interview on my book and you you called it Dwayne Grills Alley. Like yeah. I, I feel like I'm going through the chapters because I just want to share so much with the reader so that they get this book and share with all their students. You, you, oh, were, dude, it's amazing. you were the like, first feedback that I got, you know, because it's, it's been out 48 hours. You immediately had the book and you were like, I already did a review. I yeah. got the book. Well, no, and you and you and I was so interested to know, and there's a part of me like don't don't put me down too hard. You know? Right, right. Well, you, know, you send it out there and you just don't know. I mean, yeah, you're I afraid. I get it as an author. Like 
look, where the, this is how I feel as a martial artist. Like I want everyone to love everything I do. When I first started teaching around the world, I wanted everyone to be a ninjutsu student. It was the best art in the world. Nothing was better. Everyone should join my school, my organization, and train with me. And I yeah. realized later on that, you know, quite quickly that that was an unrealistic goal. So I said, how can I help people? So that's why I became a coach because I figured if I could help school owners teach wow. their art better, then I'm impacting more people through the martial arts, right? Wow. So that's why being an author is so yeah. important. But I, I would read reviews. And I get annoyed, like even on my stuff, it's not worth the paper it was written on. I got one of those, you know, it's a, it's ridiculous. It's stupid. You know, I've had a few negative reviews on my books and um, they are quite painful. Like when you take them in. So I I once asked Chris Angel, he's a, 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 you know, a very famous magician. I said, how do you deal with I I go, how do you deal with all, you know, the, the criticisms? He says, I don't read them. Yeah. I don't bother. He says, I don't care what people say. I'm going to do what I do. And people love it, love it. If people hate it, hate it. And that's it. So you got to yeah. be careful with letting I, their opinions get yeah, to I posted a, um, a video I shared because it resonated with me because the book was coming out. Right. And it was Rick Rubin in an interview. And he says, you know, you can't control people who are going to, you, you, you produce. Right. And you produce and you throw it out there and you're using your gift. And you, as long as you know that you gave it your best shot, your yeah. best effort and that's your, your gift. And you're sending that out to God. Yeah. And who likes it, likes it. And who does it, does it. you hope everybody does, but you got to yeah. that they're not, but you got to do it for you. Well, I, I recently within the last four years, got a review written on me on uh, Google and the guy wrote the review and it was amazing what he was talking about in the review that made me think like, it's like when you had, you know, he's a, he's a little man who has like a Napoleon complex with his Corvette and yada, yada, yada. I'm like, I haven't had a Corvette since 1998, right? Like, like what, that's how he, he had a problem back in 98 and now he has the power of Google behind him. And he wrote a review as if it were yesterday and yeah. none of it was true. So I basically just wrote, I'm sorry you felt upset, but I haven't owned a Corvette in 10 years, 15 years. Like, are you kidding me? You just wrote this review now? Like you're getting around to it. So you can't let that bother you and and ever let it affect you. Yeah. Well, and and John, I don't know about you. I mean, selfishly for me, um, and maybe, you know, sounds to me like you're a better man than me, but uh, I wrote, the only reason I wrote the books was because I I wanted my clients and then also my area to see us in a different light. I mean, I, I just, I wanted them to see that we're more than a kick and punch studio and, and, you know, it's being taught that our students are being taught well more than just the kicking and punching and those type of things. So I didn't really care what anybody else thought. Um, I guess maybe I do. I just kind of like Ali said, I didn't, I didn't look at anything. I didn't read anything. Didn't get any, you know, and all the feedback that I got was from my own parents and they, when they read the book or whatever. And then of course I'd get those testimonials and use those. So. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, John, your book is more of a self-help working journal book. So it's different than just reading. So I think that a lot of school owners would be able to put this into their curriculum or sell them in their lobby or do it in their leadership team. So you, you have a big future ahead of you with this book. You know, and I I appreciate you saying that that was not the intent, but um, you know, two or three people have, have, you know, again, 
and when I say two to three, it's just because the book's been out 48 hours. Right. Um, that have gotten it already have said the same thing. And they're, they're, yeah. the charts are like, dude, this is uh, so we've set up bulk rates and everything now for like if, someone wants, to, if someone wants to order them for their. Well, their get me product. that link so I can buy them, buy a bulk, a bunch of them. Well, I, I, I will do. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so, so yeah, I was going to say, since you brought that up, how do people get a hold of you if they do want to? Uh, get that information. Obviously, yeah, the Facebook and then my, my email is jgpma at jgpma.com. Same one I've had forever. I really need to change it, guys. But so what is it? J, jgpma PMA. at jgpma.com. PMA.com. Okay. Now, the PMA used to stand for something different, but I always tell people now it's John Gaste and the prettiest martial arts. There you go. Awesome. <laughs> Um, for bulk, I'm writing it in our in that's, our line that's there. What you just what you just experienced there is self talk. Yeah, positive yeah. self talk. Exactly. Still the prettiest martial artist ever. That's awesome. But isn't that the PMA positive mental attitude? So yes. <laughs> so so let, we're running out of time. That might sound better for the book. Yeah. yeah. Positive mental attitude. Did you see that? We learn everything. It's like when I had my DNA. That little sheet worksheet that yeah, I used to give out. Daily necessary activities. Activities, but I, it really was made by the I, the DNA of a body. I wanted it to be like the nucleus of what a school is all about. And one of my clients once said, "This is the daily necessary activities." I'm like, "Wow, that's a great idea. <laughs> Let's call it that." So things come out of other things. So like, so I'm not going to go over all the chapters because there's so much. I mean, the book is is packed with uh, info. Um, it's let, let's see how many it's like, uh, what is it? A hundred something pages long. Let's well, just see. Yeah. 105 well, pages. Say, John, let's say that uh, a school owner wants to use it. How would you, uh, recommend them to use it and in, in, in what format? I, I think there's, um, you know, and again, I didn't write it in that sense, but some people are seeing, I'm like, Oh, I, I naturally see what that is. Um, I think with a leadership team, uh, I think is Matt chats. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm even thinking of probably doing an online course with printable, you know, it's pretty much the same book. Yeah. Some of the worksheets for the people that, you know, if, if they do the, uh, the, the, the uh, quantity purchases mm -hmm. for the school, yep. then making the worksheets printable to them on a PDF that they can use for Matt chats and hand out to the kids. Yeah. So, I also, uh, there's another book that I was giving out to all of my prospect parents that came in for their first lesson. It was by Matthew Brenner and he uh, had, it was called Black Belt Parenting. Phenomenal book on how to incorporate martial arts. Oh, yeah, yes. And I would buy them in bulk. And then when a parent, new parent came in, I, it's a $20 book. I would give, I get it wholesale, of course, but he, I would give it out to the new parents. And it was a really good thing to give because it tied the lessons of what we taught in class similarly into their home yeah. life. So I, I could see a parent in the dojo wanting to do this workbook with their child as well. Yes. Like if they went, I mean, I know this, maybe them journaling is a little bit personal, but maybe a parent has a copy and then ask the question and then maybe they could work it out together. Yeah. Or guiding them, guiding them to, to yeah. Cause they yeah, might not understand. Yeah. Right. So mm -hmm. that's a great way too. I think that's phenomenal. And a good connection. Yeah. yeah. I mean, parent, isn't that the thing with martial arts is that we don't get that buy-in from the parents that let's say they get when they're a baseball coach or their kids play baseball and they go to the games and take them to the professional teams games and buy the yearbooks and the jerseys and all that. We don't have that because parents are a little bit afraid 
to coach because they don't know unless they've done martial arts before. Um, this is a great way to connect those two, you know, the two activities, dojo and or martial arts school and the parenting and the lessons that you teach together. Well, thank you. Yeah. Phenomenal. Um, yeah. I'm glad you 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 see that in there. Yeah. Thank you, man. It's a great. I'm excited about it. We got to so, get Dwayne to get JP, uh, J, JGPMA at JGPMA.com for bulk orders. And then, yep. And then John Gaston on Facebook. And message yeah. me more. Um, so yeah. And Gaston awesome. is uh uh G-A-Y-S-T-O-N. So uh in in closing, getting ready to to close, what what other things have we not asked or mentioned or brought up that we should have that you would have liked us to ask so that we can oh, you know, I think we talked, uh, you know, this is, uh, I'm, I'm used to coming on talking martial arts. I've never talked a book. So, um, right. but uh, no, there was really nothing more. I mean, I, I don't know, Ali, you were going to, I think you were going to ask another question on another chapter, but. Yeah, no, um, I, I was just saying like, I mean, there's so many other chapters. I mean, I'll, I'll just, let me give people idea, you know, like of what they have to look forward to really quickly. Um, you know, so there are some stuff with dealing with negative relationships Man, that's a big one these days. Yeah. I remember my poor daughter. She's 24 now. But I remember one day she was probably like in seventh or eighth grade. She had a cell phone early on because um, I, that was my way of staying connected with her through wow. our um, my wife, ex-wife and I's divorce. And I remember sitting on the couch and I could see her eyes welling up with tears, right? She made a mistake and she she she's not a big football fan. It was Super Bowl Sunday. Some kids in a group text mentioned the football game. My daughter's like, Oh, I think super football stupid. And, uh, that was all that set off this whole group of girls. They were brutal with her, like constantly attacking her over and over and over again. She kept saying, I'm sorry. I didn't really mean it that way. They kept going. Finally, I'm like, grab the phone. I'm reading these texts. I'm like, kiddo, don't worry about it. Don't respond anymore. Um, she went to bed and her phone was still buzzing. I could hear it. So I pick up the phone and they're still going. I was like, listen, you girls better stop now or I'm going to come to your house and beat every one of your dads up. Like, I'm not taking this crap from my daughter. I'm coming there in 15 minutes. If it, and then there was like silence. And uh, and we deleted the text and they didn't continue because, but they were brutal. Yes. Like those, and my daughter kind of thought that they were friends and, and they were so vicious over such a silly comment. And um, so this is what our kids deal with. And I love that chapter. Like that one chapter is, is a powerful one too, because kids want friends and they'll deal with crap and being treated badly. And, and, and accept the negativity because they don't, they value the friendship more than they yeah. value the, the, the value of the friendship's not great, but they don't have that person. Right. The popularity or because we've been friends since kindergarten. Right. Well, maybe, maybe now we've outgrown each other. Yeah. What were you going to say, Dwayne? You were laughing. Like, I probably. I was only laughing because how did you describe, uh, how did you describe them, you know, repeating the text over and over again? You said vicious. Yeah, they were vicious. Yeah, but yet your response was, I'm going to come oh, back. Yeah. Well, but, but I'm going to kick was, your dad's butt. Yeah, but that was after, like, and I agree with you. Like, no, I understand what you're saying. I mean, I'm, but, just, I'm just laughing. That's I all. know, but, but I was saying to myself, like, it won't stop. Like, no matter what rationalism, it wouldn't stop. And even after, so I'm like, the only thing I could do is threaten them. 
right? Like, and be like, this is yeah, it. Look, and, hey, and it, I would have went there too. I would have done. No, I know you would have. And I'm yeah. not dogging you out. I'm just saying you use the yeah. word vicious and then what you yeah. said. So I just thought that I, was kind of I funny. Agree. Well, I know <laughs> you got to get off a little early, Dwayne. So like in two or three minutes. So John, let, let's just quickly, I, I, I pulled up the book. I, what the heck was that? My, my, that was my shredder, uh, my paper shredder. Um, yeah, I didn't see a way for me. I didn't see a way for me to share a link or anything. But I I put the link in. Okay, okay. it's in this chat. So I put the because I when I pulled your book up today, boom, it came right up. So I wrote it. You know, embrace your awesome, and that's all I had to put up, and boom, right there. Great. So, so it's it's now. I guess it's you know uh, all set up in Amazon and and ready to go. So I'm excited about it, and you have a few reviews already too, which I love. Hey, Good. John. Have I you, haven't been uh, on today, so. How are you marketing this book, or are you marketing this book? No, I'm really not. You okay. got any tips? Send them to me. Well, yeah. Well, one, I would, I would talk to Ron Sell and ask him to, you know, write a post about it, send him a book or whatever. But I, you know, have him write a post about it in, uh, uh, in the Spark forums and those type of things, definitely, because there's a lot of uh, school owners that are in there, and you're a very respected school owner, so. The, just from those posts, somebody that are, actually knows you and already respects you would probably, at least at the very least, buy the book for themselves to start with. So I, I mean, I would utilize, you know, a lot of people in the industry. So I would, I would utilize that opportunity. And, and okay. uh, anybody else that you know that has podcasts, I would, I would, you know, contact them yeah. and ask them to be a part of a podcast. Um, this isn't a martial arts podcast, but um, I've been on his podcast a few times. Jason, um, Silver flame. flame, yeah, flame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've been on his podcast a few yeah, times. Yeah. I know that he's kind of booked out until like next year, but I, he may squeeze you in uh, early or whatever. But that might be an option uh, as well. But yeah, I would do that. It, this is this is something that I think would well. I know based upon what we've talked about, I haven't read it yet. That would be beneficial to a lot of school owners and also their students, and then. I don't know since it's it's a, since it's not a martial arts book. Uh, in see, where do you live again? Tampa. Tampa. So and then also in Illinois, right? Springfield, around Springfield, yes, right? Yes, yes. Look up uh, different boutiques, women's boutiques, and see if you can't get your book as like an impulse item there, and give them a really good deal on that. Okay. Um, and and, and parent, parents forums on Facebook too. All the moms and pops of your town post those books because that's where they'll, you know, parents might look it up. I never, and the, the whole boutique thing was, uh, I had listened to a lady, um, who had done an interview from Joe Polish, who is from, I love marketing and genius network and those type of things. But her claim to fame was she wrote a book of, you know, I think it was, it's like a, a gimmick book, but I mean, it sold so much, but basically it was, the book was, you know, everything that, um, women need to know about their men or no, everything that men need to know about their women, whatever it was, I forget what it was, but it was an impulse thing. She went to boutiques and then it's sitting there on the counter. They're paying. Oh, Hey, what is this? You know? And then she just sold, 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 sold. So I just, I've been thinking for myself, like, man, I need to come up with a book just for women's boutiques that hmm. would be interesting to them. Uh, so that might be an option for you. Yeah, no, perfect. Perfect. Awesome. And it's Christmas, Christmas time's coming up. So if you can get into some of those opportunities before Christmas, then you have a lot of impulse buys. 
Great. Awesome. We appreciate that. Thank you. All right. So Dwayne, you want to close it up? And John, thank you so much again. And I'm, I'm going to set up another date for the future to be on the other sister podcasts that we have uh, with, uh, with Gus. So we'll get you out there on that one as well. We have very similar uh, memberships, but there are some that just do one and some that just do the other. So we'll get you out to those people as well. Love and it. I can get, and I'll, uh, I'll hook us up with you and I, I'll hook you up with uh, Jason and see what he has. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think I, I was on Jason, so I, I, I might have his contact. Let me look. Okay. Just let me know if you don't. Yeah. No, I appreciate that. And then awesome. uh, drop me, uh, Dwayne, please drop me your uh, home address. I want to send you a book. No, no, I'll get on Amazon and buy it, but thank you. So okay. I got you. I got you. Hey, I know how it is. So anyways, everyone go to Amazon, embrace your awesome. Um, it's, uh, by John Gaston and it's J excuse me, G Y or G E Y S T O N G E Y S T O N. And John is spelled J O H N just so that you know. Yes. All right. Awesome guys. Have a great Thank day. You, Thank you. I appreciate you guys. Thanks right, for having buddy. me Talk on. To you soon. Take care. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for another episode of martial arts school and talk podcast. This would not be possible if it weren't for the support of our amazing sponsors. Please check out Elite Insights for all your website needs. They can be reached at EliteInsights.com. Add health coaching, helping school owners create a new and easy-to-implement revenue stream for your school. Visit AdHealthCoaching.com. Lead Hunter Media, your online digital marketer and content provider. Visit LeadHunterMedia.com. Academy Kings Growth Consulting and Management Group. They can be reached at AcademyKings.com. And Spark Membership, hands down the best martial arts software for school owner management on the planet. They can be reached at sparkmembership.com. We will see you next time.